Possum Podcast. Toot toot. Mr. Possum, I've been thinking lately about how we live in such a time of incredible diversity of opinions about just about everything. You know? Mm -hmm. Yep, everybody's squawking. Every day I log on to one of the normal social media sites that normal people use, and I see stranger and stranger opinions. People out there who don't want cheese on their burgers. People who don't like pineapple on their pizzas. Mm -hmm. The other day I saw I saw a feller on social media who was saying that Cincinnati chili is a bad type of chili. Ugh, I hate that kind of guy. Where do these weirdos come from? And what is in the water up there wherever they are? Well, you got that right. But one thing everyone can agree on is that there's not enough laws. We don't have enough laws, Mr. Possum. Yeah, laws, Big Al, the law. I tell you what, if I was king of the world, I'd be just making laws left and right, up and down, too. Yeah, me too, Mr. Possum. Uh, you think you'd be a good king? Oh, yeah. I would love to be king. You think you'd be able to uh, just introduce more and more and more and more laws all the time? You don't think you'd get a little tired? Oh, no, it's easy, because when you're king, you make the laws, but you ain't got to enforce them. You just got to make them. That's for other people to enforce. So you can just be dribbling ideas. It can just be falling out of you, just like drool, just constant Rules coming out of your body. That does sound good. Constant drool coming out of your body. You made it sound very appealing. <laughs> I think being king would have its pluses and minuses, Mr. Possum. Uh, now the pluses, of course, getting to introduce as many laws as I want. Right. The minuses, I'd have to wear that big heavy crown everywhere. That uh, it made out of gold, heavy metal. Crowns don't look comfy. They'd probably dig into your skull with all the jewels and uh, different ornaments and stuff. And plus, you got to sit in that cold metal chair all the time. That that uh, bright gold chair that's up there on that platform in front of all your uh, subjects. And I think it would be hard. It'd be hard to focus on coming up with new laws and making up new stuff that people have to do if I'm sitting in a hard chair all day. Hmm. Well, I got some good news for you, Big Al. Oh, what's that, Mr. Possum? You're stupid. You're living in the past. You got to get with the times. You can rule from whatever chair you want. You can sit up there on a couch, on an ottoman. You could sit up there in a lazy boy chair. And that's how your subjects know that it's time for you to get down the business when you pull that recliner lever. Uh, now, you think my subjects would take me seriously if I was sitting in a lazy boy chair? Oh, of course they'd take you seriously. Especially when you pull that recliner lever and they just sound all these trumpets. Beep, 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 beep. They're like, hear ye, the king is relaxed and he is ready to hand down a whole new fresh set of laws. Come on, that is tight. That does sound pretty good, Mr. Possum. I mean, we know that with your trunk rot, you can't hold your body up straight for hours while they just pelt you with all these questions. Come on, you gotta relax. Well, I don't know if I like my subjects knowing about my trunk rot. I think I'd probably make it illegal to discuss my trunk rot if I was king. Oh, yeah, that, that should be a state secret. But you can keep it secret if you got a recliner. If you're sitting in that chair, they're gonna see you get kind of shaky after about 15 minutes. They're like, oh, he's, what's wrong with him? Mm -mm. Probably, it looks like trunk rot. But And then that guy, the guy who said trunk rot, would, of course, get dragged off to the dungeon. Oh, yes, the, that phrase, outlawed. Yeah. You know what we should do tonight on the show? We should come up with a bunch of laws we would hand down if we was kings of the world. Wouldn't that be tight? 
Oh, that's a great idea for a show, Mr. Possum. Let's do that. Let's uh, let's talk about what laws we would introduce if you or I was king of the world. We'll be right back. Big Al, what's the first rule you would introduce as ruler? Well, it's funny you should say ruler, Mr. Possum. And it's funny we're talking about rules. Because my first innovation as king of the world is this implement right here. You see this, Mr. Possum? Yes, it's a common ruler. It's no common ruler, Mr. Possum. At least not right now. Hmm. All right, I guess Yeah, it looks like you cut one end of it off. Okay. Uh, Mr. Possum, the king does not cut an end off of the ruler. He removes the excess from it and makes the official 12-inch foot the God-appointed length it is meant to be. Ah, my mistake, sire. Which is just under 11 and a half inches, standard English inches. So in short, my first law as ruler of the world would be to fix the length of the standard foot to make it better. Make it better? What? Why? What are you doing here? Well, there's actually a lot of good data to say that it would be better and more efficient to have an 11 and a half inch foot standard. See, it would save on building materials. A little bit. And also, it would take uh, less time to get places because uh, the foot would be shorter, which would make the mile shorter as well. Hmm. I smell something fishy about this rule, King Hal. Uh, it could be all the fish that we're buying with the money that we're saving on materials and time. With a shorter foot. I'm just curious. With this new uh, ruler you're introducing and stuff. Yeah. Unit of measurement. Sure. How yep. tall would you be? Oh, wow. I uh, I haven't even really thought about that, Mr. Possum. But I suppose I uh, suppose if I uh, do the math real quick in my head, I suppose that would make me roughly a little over six feet. Roughly six feet. Uh, yeah, it would make me six feet tall, the, this new ruler. Oh, I see what's going on here. So you change the rulers around so that you can say that you're six foot tall. Well, I mean, it so happens that as king, the foot would be shorter and I would be six feet tall. Mm -hmm. Those those are all true statements, yes. Yes, just so happens. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, this is sad because you're thinking so small, King Hal. You need to think like this. You can just tell people that you're six foot tall. Because you're the king, and they have to agree with you. You ain't got to be cutting rulers, little pieces of rulers off. Come on. So you're saying I, I could just make it illegal to believe that I am less than six feet tall? Oh, yes. You could make it viciously illegal. You could have very strict punishments for that claim. That I'm less than six feet tall? Yes. And you're saying if, if I did that, I wouldn't. we wouldn't have to, like, you know, change all the road signs and rebuild all the buildings with slightly smaller dimensions. That's what you're saying? Yes. You know what? I'll take that under advisement. Uh, jester. <laughs> you're my you're my jester in this. Uh, uh, you uh, watch your tongue. I'm a fellow king. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Can't have two kings of the world. Uh, get your own world. I got this one. You know, this, this conversation, Mr. Possum, puts me in mind of how sad it must be to be the true king of the world because there's no... 
there's no peer that you could reach out to who's also a king, mm-hmm. you know, to get some advice from or like some guidance or to bounce your ideas off of. It's it's truly lonely at the top, Mr. Possum. I know. Well, I think for the next hour, just temporarily, we should table the whole power struggle thing and just talk to each other like fellow kings. Like a couple of kings. You're right. Yeah, You're a couple right of kings that. chatting. Why not? Just a couple of kings, just swapping stories, having a good time, bouncing ideas off of each other, mm-hmm. and creating twice as many laws as a single king would even be able to. Exactly. See how much better it just got? Yeah. King Possum, what's your first law tonight? Most importantly, the first law will be no bothering possums. If you see one, leave it alone. Yeah. Don't follow it. Don't bug it. Don't take pictures of it. Don't put it on YouTube with poking at its face with a stick and seeing if it'll get angry or pass out. None of that. Don't post one every hour? No. No. Just leave them alone. Yeah. Unless you're giving them chips... You just go ahead and leave that feller alone. That's the first law. Okay. Now, this also, of course, especially applies to me. As ruler of the world and a possum, I really don't want to be bothered with your stuff. Don't ask me for stuff. Don't send me letters. Don't walk into my castle. There are going to be some times where you're kind of disgruntled and you're like, who's in charge here? You're going to want to quell that urge to come see me in my castle, okay? Everything is fine, and Possum loves you. That's all you need to know. You don't want to be disturbed in your castle. You don't want anybody coming to see you. No. No unannounced calls. I'll be arranging all of my visitors. I think that's how you get a Dracula-type situation going, Mr. Possum. Or King Possum, excuse me. Thank you. I wouldn't mind a Dracula situation at all. I mean, that's what happens. The king doesn't pop out on the balcony for a few weeks or something, people start to think, we got ourselves a Dracula here. Mm-hmm. There's a castle up there. He's not coming out in the daytime. Yep. And let him wonder. Let him wonder. Maybe they'll fear me. All right, so, you're, ru- so you're ruling through fear. Now, what happens? Uh, th- let me ask you this, Mr. Possum. How do, you enfo- how do you enforce this? If you bug me, then I catapult you to another kingdom. That's how it goes. Now, what if somebody comes in to see you King Possum, and you throw them in the catapult, you flip the switch on it, or you crank the lever or whatever you do to fire off that catapult, and as they are flying across the border into the other, uh, well, I guess you're supposed to be king of the world here, mm-hmm. so I don't know where you're sending them. Off, of, off the planet. Yeah. As, as you shoot them off the planet, you see that they had a bag of chips the whole time and that they were planning to come feed you some chips. They should have got to the point quicker, you know? So that's just a little bit of collateral uh, consequence that you're fine with. Oh, yeah, because the next person in line outside of my castle is going to hear that guy yelling, but I had chips, as he's flying off the planet. And they're going to be like, all right, I'm going to go in kind of chip first when I talk to him. Chip forward. Okay. All right. And then I'll just send a send a guard out there and be like, if y'all have chips, just put them in this basket. There's no need to meet with him. Possum does not like to be bugged. Put your chips in that basket and go back home. Oh, a fine world it will be. And then all those people see that guard get shot into space going, I, but I have a basket of chips. Yeah, he was bugging me.
Tonight on the Big Owl and Possum Radio Wire, we are laying down some new laws as the new kings of the world. King Owl, what's your next law? Two words, Mr. Possum. One font. One font. One font. When I am king of the world, I will establish a universal font. And it will be the only font allowed. It'll be a good height, a good width. It'll have just enough style and just enough legibility. Well, first of all, let me just say you're off to a good start. I think making universal stuff is a good classic king move. Please continue. It's great to standardize things for your subjects. You're making their lives easier. You're saving them time on things. Mm -hmm. Think about this, Mr. Possum. Think how much time people will save designing promotional posters, ad campaigns, targeted ad Facebook t-shirts, opening credit sequences in movies. Instead of picking a font and saying, ooh, that's a little wide for the design or that looks clunky against the artwork. Spending all day saying to yourself, oh, there must be a better font somewhere in here. Should I download a font? Should I look at samples of other fonts? All you have to do is pull up the single universal font. King Hal, just a simple question. Uh, Yes, King Possum? Yes. uh, How are you going to enforce this? What if somebody just wants to use a different font? Nobody wants to use a different font. Oh? King Possum. Okay. They just have all these fonts, and they haven't picked one yet. So they think they got to keep trying out new ones, you know? It's just, there's just so many fonts out there that people Mm -hmm. think there must be a better one. And that is a type of addiction and compulsion that will be eradicated when I am on the throne. Oh, well, then thank you for fixing us. Uh, so what font is it going to be, the, the official font? Oh, I haven't, I, haven't, uh, I haven't decided. What about Arial? How about that? What do you think of Arial? Uh, Arial's okay. No good? It's okay. I, I don't know. There's probably a better one. There's probably a better one to use as the universal oh, you got font. You've got lots of options. you got Baskerville. you got Sabon. you got Rockwell. you got Clarendon. Yeah. Which sounds like a butler. I love that. You got Futura. You got Garamond. I do like I do like Futura quite a bit, but I think there's probably a better one. There's probably a better one than that. Comic Sans. Jokester. Those are fun. Yeah, it's probably not going to be Jokester. I don't think we're going to lay. I don't think that's going to be the single universal font. Um, yeah, that'd probably get you beheaded real quick as a king. Yeah. I don't know. I, th- th- I'm looking at these. There's got to be it. There's got to be just a perfect font, Mr. Possum, I think. Monospaced. Mm. Old style. Oh. Jazz. Okay. No, no. It's got to be a better one. It's got to be a better one than, th- than these, I think. Carrier new. No. Mr. Possum, what's the next law you're handing down to your subjects? Here's something I'm really looking forward to make go away. No more using other people for wisecracks. No more wisecracks for hire, period. I don't need to explain this. It explains itself. I think you might need to explain it, Mr. Possum, because I'm lost. I don't understand what you mean. Oh, all right. I'll explain it. Well, you know how there's you're at a bar. You're at a tavern. Sure. And so a feller walks up to you and goes, Hey, see that old bald guy over there? That's my friend Chucky. Go over to Chucky, walk over there, and tell him he stinks. 
And you're like, uh-uh, I'm not going to tell Chucky he stinks. And he's like, no, do it. It's, he'll think it's funny. He's so funny. He'll think it's funny. Oh, I love that. I love doing that, Mr. Possum. Well, you better get it out of your system before I take the throne, because it's outlawed. You think Chucky stinks? You go tell him yourself. Why do you like doing that? Oh, it's just funny. You get a sort of bird's eye view of Chucky's reaction, of some stranger coming up, telling him he stinks. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's fu- that's funny. Come on, Mr. Possum. It's like running your own low-budget, you know, candid camera show. Oh, yeah. I guess. I guess that's the appeal. And Chucky does stink. Oh, Chucky stinks. Everybody knows that. Yeah. But, you know, I ain't going to go tell him. I'm not his buddy. And I don't want to make this guy a mess the rest of his life, a neurotic mess. <laughs> you don't? You don't want to do that? No. You don't want to wreck Chucky's life? I don't want to wreck Chucky. <sighs> you want to wreck Chucky, you do it yourself. Oh. Wisecracks for hire is outlawed. 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 I just added the echo myself because you. every time I ask you to do it, you don't do it. Let me just ask you this. Let's say I walk into a bar and there's a table of what I can tell are some real sarcastic jokers, some real impractical guys. I walk in, I see this table. So I go up to it and I say, that's my friend Chucky over there. Under no circumstances are any of you jokers to go up and tell Chucky that he stinks. You're not allowed to do it. If you do it, it will make me extremely mad in a way that you'll probably find funny. But I am asking you, no, I am telling you that you are not to go up to my friend Chucky and tell him he stinks. What in that, in that situation have I broken a law? Nope, that's fine. That'll work. Okay, cool. Oh, yes. Finally, we're kings of the world. What's your next law for everybody, King Al? Next law introduced by Big Hal Dottie, king of the world, will be a traffic regulation. Mm, all right. It's time to finally do something about the scourge of our streets, and that is people scowling at you from their cars when you have done nothing wrong. Mm, scowling. Scowling from the car at me or you or someone else. Imagine this for a second, King Possum. You're on a narrow side street trying to pull onto a two-lane road with parking on either side. You can just barely manage to see through the windows of the parked cars if there happens to be a car approaching on the left. And you think it's clear. So you pull up to take your right-hand turn. But as you do that, you see someone speeding up the road. And you realize you would cut them off or perhaps even run into them if you continued to turn onto the road. So, what do you do? You stop. You stop just short of getting in their way, just short of cutting them off. You stop short of hitting them. Now, what face would you expect to see on that driver when they pass by, King Possum? Oh, probably a real thankful, like, oh, I'm I'm so glad that you're in control of your car and that you didn't pull out in front of me, and probably a thumbs up and a big smile. I'd expect to see relief, gratitude, gratitude, You've done them the service of not hitting their car or getting in their way or driving slower than them mm-hmm. while they're trying to get their pregnant wife a McFlurry or whatever. Mm-hmm. But no, in almost every instance that this happens to you or to me or to anyone else, the resulting face on the passing driver is a rictus of scorn and hatred. You almost ruined my day. You almost slowed me down. Should your brakes have not worked or you have not used them, 
you would have greatly inconvenienced me and cost me perhaps some money. Hmm. That's right, peasant. Get out of my way. The mere thought of you sharing my road fills me with rage. And this attitude needs to be snuffed out. When I am king, if you scowl at me from your car, you will be locked in a dungeon for the rest of your life with no chance of parole. And there will also probably be some like rack type stuff down there, some Iron Maiden type stuff. Right. Now there's gonna there's gonna be some people that are gonna try to weasel out of the punishment and say, Oh, I wasn't scowling at you. This is just my face. I've got resting nasty guy face. I'm just scowling on accident all the time. How are you gonna get around that, King Hell? That is true. A certain percentage of the population does have resting stink face. Mm-hmm. And I think what we do about that is there'll be like an office, like a department. Mm-hmm. In the sort of capital of every region, there would be a little office there mm-hmm. where you would go in and you would register as someone with resting stink face. Mm-hmm. And they would give you a, ma- a mask to wear when you're driving in the car. And the mask would have your face on it, but with a big, big grin on it, you know? And that way, when you're driving around, you look happy all the time. Oh, that's great. They're going to love that. And then they can scowl at you and you won't even know. Ooh, that would be a problem. I think we would need to develop some kind of technology where the mask knows if you're actually scowling underneath there. And like a big red light goes off. Yeah. On like the top of your head. There'd be like a big red light bulb on the top of your head as well. I like this. I like this. King Possum, what's your next law? Well, people are going to love this. There's going to be a Halloween every single month. Not just in October, but every month. The last day of every month. It's time to get spooky more often. You're welcome. What are your reasons for making uh, a Halloween at the end of every month? Well, first of all, it makes me sad when I see Halloween Express shut down their little building and get rid of other stuff. I want them just to be there all around, all year round. So it's like a benevolent decree to keep the subjects there working at Halloween Express, uh, keep them working year round. That's right. It's like I've always said, you can't have a happy kingdom without having a happy Halloween Express. Also, as you, as the common plebe, you get 12 chances to come up with a cool costume instead of just one. Oh, I like that. I've never thought of that before. Yeah. Every Halloween, you're like, a month later, you're like, oh, that would be tight. I'm going to write that down. I'm going to dress up like this next year or whatever. And then you don't do it. You don't write it down and you don't do it. This time you can do it. Right. Now, here's the main reason I'm doing this, if I'm being honest. If I'm telling the true true, the candy industry needs our help. Do you like candy? Good. So do I. We need to keep it around. People are only buying candy once a year for Halloween in October. I read that in an economics book. And that's not good enough to keep the candy faucet running. And I need candy, Big L. You think that the candy companies are struggling because they can only sell candy one time a year? Yep, they show up to get it for Halloween and then they just don't want candy until next year. It's a real shame. You can buy candy year-round. They sell candy year-round and people buy it. People love candy. Candy's like one of the easiest things to sell because people love it so much. That don't seem right. I only see it on the ground. In, like, Halloween times, so... Oh, I I see what's happening here, King Possum. I see what's happening. You think that candy's only being sold around Halloween time 
because that's when people are giving it to children and children are clumsy and they're dropping their candy on the ground. The rest of the year, adults are the ones eating the candy and they're not as clumsy and they also know how precious that candy is because it wasn't handed to them for free. Oh. And so they're not dropping it on the ground. Oh, so you're telling me the the candy industry is doing just fine? Oh, the candy industry is doing as good as anybody. Hmm. We're still going to do Halloween every month. Okay. We're still going to do that. Can I ask you one follow-up question about sure. uh, Halloween as a Halloween happening every month? Yeah. Uh, are you going to make all of the months 31 days so that Halloween could be on the 31st day of each month? Yep. Everybody gets a 31 because it just ain't okay. right if Halloween's on a 30 or a 29. It's got to be a 31. So I just added more time to your life, so you're welcome. Now, you, you will have to decide whether you're comfortable with the seasons moving over the course of several years or whether you're going to shorten the days to, to fit that many new days in the year. I'm not. That's for the calendar guy to worry about. I just yeah. want to. I just want more time for your life. I want your year to last longer for you to have more Halloween. Is that so bad? So you're going you're going down to the office of the calendar guy, which is sort of right by the dungeon, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. He's got a he's got a little office down there in the basement and you just say to him, "Hey, we need 31 days in every month." And he goes, "Oh, more work for the calendar guy." Right. And I'm like, "You better hide that guff. I'm going to make you wear one of them masks." Tonight, me and Big Al are kings, and we are dumping rules and laws on y'all. What's next on your list of rules, Big Al? All right, this next one's a big one. The next law I'd introduce if I ruled the world is no more movies. What? You heard me. No more movies. No more movie productions. No more scripts in development. No more installments of the big blockbuster franchises. No more movies dang there's already too many movies king possum and they're cranking these things out like it's their job stuff nobody wants stuff no one has any intention to see they're still just pumping it out Hmm. you go to the movie theater and there's nine trailers for new stuff and no one in the theater wants to see any of them all right and why would you want to see any of this trash it's like they got to the bottom of the barrel and said, hey, I bet audiences across America would love to see Bottom of the Barrel Part 2 and Bottom of the Barrel Part 3. Who has time for any of this stuff, King Possum? Hmm. All right, yeah, I mean, I guess stuff does stink. You're right there. Yeah, that's the main problem, is that there's a lot of stuff and that most of it stinks. So what I'm suggesting is that we don't make any movies for like five years. Mm-hmm. And what we do in that time is we catch up on the old movies we never saw, you know. We finally watch that black and white movie with the dog and La La Land and all that stuff. We find out <laughs> if any of that was good. <laughs> and then we, as a filmmaking culture, we take a breath. And we just say, all right, we've seen it all. We know what's good and what's not. So now we're going to make one good movie. Something like Smokey and the Bandit or Striptease, you know. Oh, all right. We make one good movie at a time for a little while. Allow ourselves to fall back in love with the silver screen. And then, and only then, 
Do we open Hollywood back up and allow Tom Cruise back onto the lot to make some more Mission Impossible movies? Are you going to allow stuff like, I don't know, puppet shows to replace the movies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think I would. I think puppet shows would be fine, but I would keep an eye on the puppet shows, Mr. Possum. Yeah, they're not allowed to tape them. The problem you could run into is they could start, is, you know, those Hollywood studio bigwigs could be like, well, we're going to release Jurassic World 4, and we're going to do it as a puppet show. Right. And then we're back where we started. Mr. Possum, what's your next law? You know how you are really curious about what other people's houses look like, and you're just desperate to look in the windows and see what their couch looks like and what their foyer looks like and stuff? I know I am. Well, I figured out a solution. We're going to have a little, we're going to build a tunnel through all everybody's houses, and we're going to put track down. There's going to be a tiny little choo-choo train that you can sit on that's real tiny, kind of like an adult sitting on a big wheel with your knees up there by your ears. Uh-huh. And you get a floppy conductor's hat, and choo-choo, you just go around and you just look into people's houses, and you don't, you're not allowed to stop. You just you get to, you know, look, get what you can get with your peepers while you roll through. Uh-huh. And that's a law, that you have to allow the tunnel to be built through your house, and people can come in little trains and look around. Isn't that delightful? That is delightful. That, does, that sounds like a very whimsical world to be in. And it's great. There's nothing wrong with it, because... Somebody could be like, hey, I'm trying to make out with my wife. Quit looking at me and your little train. But if they get mad, they can just do the same thing to you and choo-choo through your house. It's fair. It's balanced. Yeah. It's good. time we've had laying down all these new laws king hal what's the last rule you're gonna tell us about the last law that i'm passing down tonight to my loyal subjects is about supper time supper time hear ye hear ye hear the latest decree of king hal Dottie. and it is supper is now at 9 30 p.m okay that's when supper should be 9 30 p.m now, that's going to sound late to some of our listeners. Maybe not to you, King Possum, because you are, of course, a nocturnal animal. Mm-hmm. And I'm a bit of a night owl myself, so some might say that I have a conflict of interest here, and I, I do. I do. But there's also good science behind this. 9.30 p.m. is, I believe, medically the time when your belly is most receptive to supper. Plus, I think people will enjoy their supper a little more if they eat it later and wait a little longer for it. Also, if you eat late, You've maybe had the chance to relax after work. Maybe you got a couple drinks in you or something else. I think you're going to enjoy that supper. You're going to enjoy your supper time conversations a little bit more. 
So no eating supper before 9.30 p.m. That's my uh, that's my final law tonight. No nodding off to bed right after World News tonight on ABC. You got supper to eat. So you're telling me if I find something real, something fell out of somebody's pocket that's just prime, just a warm pocket Tootsie Roll that's perfectly warm and not as tough as it once was, you're telling me if I find that at 6.30 p.m. I can't have it, I gotta wait till 9.30? I don't think so. Oh, you can eat anytime you want. King Possum. Good. You can actually just eat food. If, if all you're talking about is just eating a bite of food, like a Tootsie Roll, you can eat whenever you want, but you'll do it in the dungeon because supper time is 9.30 p.m. <laughs> all right, you got me. But uh, why don't you go ahead and tell us what your uh, last uh, law of the evening is? Well, I don't think anybody's going to fight me on this. Birds are not allowed to just use the bathroom wherever they want anymore. They're going to have to use a traditional people toilet. I'm tired of these birds treating the whole world like they're toilet. Okay, I'm listening. That's it. I'm glad you're listening, because that's it. Oh, that's the that's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. All right, well, okay, question number one. Sure. Uh, if a bird knocks on my window, do I have to let them in to use the toilet? Yep. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Think I'd rather they just went outside. Okay. If I catch you not letting a bird in to use your bathroom, you're not going to like what happens. Uh, I have a feeling I'm going into the dungeon. Yes, you will be going to the dungeon. What if we all just put a toilet out in our backyard? Everyone has a toilet in their backyard, and that's for the birds. A toilet in the backyard is for the birds, and I say that as an insult. No. That's for the birds. Okay. Probably only a matter of time before we all start using that toilet in the backyard. Exactly. I don't want. That's not the world I want everybody to live in. Some podcast. Toot toot.